Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Career Pivot Accelerator Show. Whether you are brand new or have listened to me for a while, I celebrate you for wanting to focus on your personal development. I can tell your career is important to you because you are here today wanting to prioritize your career growth. I'm absolutely thrilled and honored to be your guide, to share my wisdom, encourage you, especially when times get tough, and to give you tips, tools, and advice. Maybe even challenge some of that current thinking you have. Very few people focus on their personal development when it comes to their careers, and especially when times get tough. Most people think that it's never them that needs to grow. It's always the other person. But not you, my friend. You're smart, intuitive, and always looking for opportunities to expand your knowledge in order to live an extraordinary life and a career beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to the Career Pivot Accelerator and your future career success. Create an elevator pitch potential employers want to hear. Hi, and welcome to the Career Pivot Accelerator Show. I'm your host, Peggy McKnight. Today, I'm going to take a look at elevator pitches and how you can produce your own knockout pitch that captures what you can do for the future organization. So let's start off with discovering what does it mean by elevator pitch? What? Who takes an elevator anymore? Well, an elevator pitch is a short, concise, and compelling summary used to tell someone about you. It is called an elevator pitch because it can be delivered in the time it takes to ride an elevator, typically around 30 seconds and no more than two minutes. And when I mean elevator, let's be technical about this and clear. Elevator from one floor to another. It's around about 30 seconds, no more than two minutes. Again, depending on the type of building and which elevator you have entered into. It's intended to quickly capture the listener's attention and communicate the key value proposition or message you want to share with them. The goal is to spark interest and prompt further conversation or engagement. This is an important asset for your job search. It's an effective way of telling a potential employer who you are, how you can contribute, and what kind of position you're seeking. It's also a good way to answer the question at interview when they ask, so tell me about yourself. Instead of fumbling around for the right words to say and launching into, well, where would you like me to start? I was born and raised in... No, stop it right there. Here's some suggestions for preparing and presenting your introduction. You're going to nail this. You're going to give a knockout pitch, not some monologue that drones on forever and ever and the interview panel are ever wondering if you will ever get to the point. No, we're going to make it succinct, snappy, and pretty darn hot. 
Now picture this. You've walked into the most prestigious building in the city where your dream company has offices. It just so happens you have a friend who works in the same building and they have invited you out for lunch. You arrive in the lobby of the building and your friend has said, oh, I'm going to be a few more minutes. Can you just come up and you don't have to wait in the lobby? So you sign in at security and head for the elevators. While you're waiting, you have just realized someone from the organization you want to work for is also waiting for an elevator. Now's your chance. It's all or nothing time. What do you do? Do you fumble around with your words? Do you stumble for what you want to say? Do you wrap it on about anything and everything that has nothing to do with you or all about you? In which case, this is not going to help you secure an invite in for further discussion, interview, coffee, you name it. We're going to work on that. So first off, you want to start by preparing your elevator pitch. All right, so write everything down that you can think of that makes you, you. Even though you'll usually deliver your pitch out loud, writing it down on paper first is good practice. You'll be able to tell if it flows well and covers all the essential points. So what specifically are we going to write down? We're going to keep it brief. I'm also going to give some examples at the end just to give you like a framework of the kinds of things that you can write down or you can fill in the gaps, whichever suits you. So you want to keep it brief. You want a pitch that would fit into an average elevator ride. Again, normally about 30 seconds to two minutes. In most cases, that means less than 200 words. So if you have a Word document or any other kind of document that counts the words, perfect. Now you can really hone in on, does this fit that criteria? You want to clarify your goals. Identify what you want to accomplish. Perhaps you're targeting a specific position at a certain company. Maybe you want to explore a range of opportunities related to teaching chemistry, for example, or selling real estate. Whatever it is, explore the range of opportunities related to that field. But having clear goals is a good start. You also want to quantify your achievements. So when you're writing the things down to prepare your script is what we'll call it, because effectively your pitch is the script that you have worked on, you've fine-tuned, you've honed in on the things that make you you and unique and what you can bring to the organization and make them want to know more. And also it becomes a no-brainer that you are the candidate for the position and you're hired. Anyway, you want to write down quantifying your achievements. Summarize your accomplishments. If possible, add in anything that you can think of that would be relevant to the job description or just relevant in general, just to get the juices, the creative juices flowing. So like, for example, can you put down some statistics of how many books you've published, for example? 
or certificates you've earned or pieces of work that you have completed or you worked with the organization and turned a net loss to a net profit. Things like that are really going to stand out and you will be a standout candidate to be able to quantify those achievements to your uh, future employer. You also want to focus on your audience. Think about what your listener needs and discuss the benefits you could deliver them. State your ability to enhance quality, save money, or create more efficient systems. Be prepared with more details in case there are any questions. So focus on your audience is you have a list of quantified achievements that you have listed. It could be that your audience also fits nicely into that. But if you have more than 10 achievements that you have written down, fantastic. Now you really are in a delightful position of cherry picking which ones that will fit best for that particular audience versus this particular audience. So have a think about that. Also, your achievements might be something that you wouldn't have necessarily thought about. Like maybe you have actually delivered a presentation to an audience. Well, that is definitely an achievement. Not everybody can just stand up on stage and burble on for X number of minutes. And if you've done something like that, then it is well worth putting it down. And finally, you want to accentuate your strengths. Use a positive statement about your qualifications and that focus on strengths. During the interview process, you may be asked about your weaknesses, but you can worry about that later. And that's for another show. But for today, we are accentuating our strengths. We are focusing on our strengths. Okay, so just to recap about preparing your elevator pitch. You want to first off start by writing it down, keep it brief, clarify your goals, quantify your achievements, focus on your audience, and accentuate your strengths. Now we can move on to presenting your elevator pitch. Invent multiple versions. So you know how I had mentioned earlier about focus on your audience. Now is the time to come up with different versions as well. Adapt your elevator pitch to a variety of circumstances. That way you can respond if you have extra time. You'll also be able to talk to industry insiders and other professionals who are less familiar with your background. Rehearse carefully. Practice while looking in a mirror. No, seriously, it really does help. Or better yet, record yourself and play it back to yourself. As cringeworthy as that might sound, you really do need to take a different perspective, kind of like step outside of your body and your head and look at yourself objectively of, how you might come across or be perceived by other people. Are there things that you like about your performance or that you may want to tweak and do a little differently? 
Or is it just as simple as I need to practice in order to sound more confident? Again, you'll know by practicing in front of the mirror and recording yourself as well. Both good methods for rehearsing. But definitely talking out loud will help you determine if your speech sounds natural. If it sounds very robotic and I don't know what I'm doing, then it will come across that way. Invite feedback. Ask friends to let you practice on them. Use their suggestions and questions to make adjustments. Specifically, when you're asking friends and family, you know, to practice on, instead of saying, is that okay? Of course, they're naturally going to say yes, because they love you and they don't want to hurt you. But in actual fact, it's not really doing you any favors if they're just sugarcoating it by saying, yes, that was wonderful, or yeah, that was fine. Ask pertinent questions like, did I sound confident? How did I come across? Did I, you know, if they're, if you've got your friend or family member timing you, then ask them, you know, did I come within time frame or how long did that take? Just ask them more open-ended questions instead of, was that okay? It will start to really pull out of them something that they have to think more about than just giving a big thumbs up, right? You may need to speak more slowly or translate industry jargon into language that's easier to understand. And if you are practicing in front of your friends and family, excellent. This is a great place to test out to see whether you have some industry jargon sprinkled in there. And if so, you definitely want to eliminate it. Or if you can't eliminate it, then by all means, explain what the jargon was that you had just said, or say the the long drawn out version, and then say from here forward, I'll talk about it like this. Either way is acceptable, just so long as you understand that your audience, even though they might be in the same industry, they might not be using the same jargon. I found that that myself, being in the accounting field for decades, and every organization was slightly different. And then I moved country and all of a sudden, yes, we still have debits and credits, but we don't have expenses. We have expenditures. And I'm like, why would you make it so long? It's expenses. But hey, I wasn't, you know, there to recreate the wheel. You know, if that's the way they've been working, I can change and adapt. Anyway, that's my example of just being very aware of the language that you're using and especially specifically the jargon. You want to think about staying up to date. Review your pitch on a regular basis, especially if your jobs have changed over a number of years or maybe even months, whatever the case may be. There may be buzzwords that grow stale over time or very quickly for that matter and do need to be replaced. So be mindful of that, but also make sure that your pitch has the most recent and updated information you have going for you. Also, you may have earned some new credentials that you want to include. By all means, definitely update that. 
And another tip would be to spend time listening. Watch for other person's reactions and listen to their comments. So you know how you've asked your friends and family to, you know, listen to your pitch. Spend time listening or paying attention to their reactions as well as what you're trying to say to them as well. I know it's a lot, but with practice, you'll be able to start to recognize some of the little micro behaviors that they might be, you know, exhibiting. Ideally, you want to um, open up a two-way conversation. Pick someone you admire or respect and pay attention to the way they introduce themselves. That's a really great way to practice. You know, if as much as you love your family and friends, they might not have experience about elevator pitches, let alone talking in front of audiences either. Therefore, go out there and find someone that you really admire and pay attention to the way they introduce themselves. Start to mirror the types of behaviors that they are exhibiting. It could give you some worthwhile ideas. And most definitely, you want to exude confidence. Start out with a firm handshake as long as it's appropriate for the setting and situation. But I do need to add here, make sure that that firm handshake is nothing but firm, not an iron grip. We're not trying to crush their hand or have a competition of who has the harder grip. No, just a firm handshake will suffice. Equally, on the other side of that, you don't want to give a handshake and the person is left thinking, well, this is a bit of a limp fish. No. Practice on your firm handshake if you need to. But exude confidence. And through that, you will also be radiating enthusiasm. But I also need to mention here, make sure your enthusiasm is in check because too much enthusiasm for some people, not everyone, but some people just can't handle that much full-on enthusiasm. Just, again, read your audience and not mirror them as in you're mimicking them because all of a sudden they might pick up on something and think, are you copying me? Are you mocking me? No. You want to make sure that you are at the same kind of tone and level that they're at. But by all means, be yourself. If you cannot help but be enthusiastic, then be enthusiastic. But just also remember, maybe just dialing it down a notch or two wouldn't go amiss. But also with your confidence and your radiating enthusiasm, holding your head up high and smiling, making eye contact for a few seconds are all great ways to exude that confidence. Holding your head up high and smiling, making eye contact, not staring them down, not watching every move they make and never shifting your gaze. You want it as natural as possible when you're making eye contact, not, not being all weird and googly eyed at them. Okay. So exude confidence. Be prepared. I cannot stress and emphasize that enough. Practice makes permanent, but also it does 
go hand in hand, especially when you've practiced in front of the mirror or in front of a camera and watched it back or practice with your friends and family and they've given you valid feedback. Excellent. This is all really good because all of a sudden that practicing, making it permanent, will also fine tune it and you can't help but get better as well. So be prepared by preparing, preparing, preparing. You can never over prepare really. I mean, whatever you do throughout your day, just practice. Keep it in mind when you're at, say, a party or soccer games or a shopping mall. It's very possible you'll bump into someone who may have a lead on the kind of position you are seeking or the type of person that you want to meet. So you will be ready. That knockout pitch will be in your back pocket, ready to hand over to them at a moment's notice because you're the one who has prepared. And finally, remember to follow up. Think of your pitch as the first step in a longer process. Hand out and collect business cards. Although mm, that might sound a little old school and yeah, it probably is. So therefore, if you have something digital on your phone that you can pass along to the other individual, I know that there are a number of apps out there whereby all you have to do is send them a QR code and then voila, they have your business card. And you never know, they might have something similar as well. So explore that, but try and get as much contact details as possible. Suggest getting together for a coffee or a continue a discussion. Again, read them and see what kind of response are you getting from them. Is it positive? Should I be going to the next step of asking them for coffee or maybe continuing to discuss? Only you can tell if they are saying and suggesting all of the right things. Hopefully after delivering your pitch, one of the other goals would be to obtain that invite from them spontaneously rather than it being stilted or stiff or oh well if I have to kind of attitude. You want it as natural as possible just like shooting the breeze with somebody but don't get too casual all right keep it professional. So an elevator pitch or an effective elevator pitch arouses people's curiosity and makes them want to learn more about you. Equip yourself with an introduction that will show employers why you would be a valuable asset to their team. All right, there you have it. The two things that are going to set you up for success in creating and practicing your elevator pitch. We focused on preparing your elevator pitch and then we moved on to presenting your elevator pitch. The next thing I want to move on to um, or the third part of this particular series is giving you some examples of some pretty good elevator pitches and a bit of a formula method call it what you will. And I think this will definitely set you up for success. Okay, I'm going to give you a couple of examples and you 
I want you to pay attention to the type of language I'm using and if you can spot any themes here, because there are definitely themes and that's what we're going to pick apart after I've given you these two examples of elevator pitches. Oh my gosh, say that three times fast. Okay, so here's to first off an example of an elevator pitch for someone looking for a job in the tech industry, for example. And I'll use myself as the person delivering the, the pitch, okay? So, hi, my name is Peggy, and I'm a software engineer with experience in developing scalable web applications. I specialize in building responsive user interfaces and optimizing performance using the latest technologies. I'm passionate about solving complex problems and creating innovative solutions. Currently, I'm looking for opportunities to apply my skills and knowledge to develop software that positively impacts people's lives. Would you be interested in learning more about my experience and how I can contribute to your team? Okay, that was the first one. Now for the second one. Here's an example of an elevator pitch for someone looking for a job in accounting and finance. Hi, my name is Peggy and I'm a certified public accountant with experience in financial analysis, budgeting, and forecasting. I'm skilled in managing financial operations, improving processes, and delivering accurate and timely financial reports. I'm passionate about using my analytical skills and attention to detail to ensure that all financial data is accurate and relevant. Currently, I'm seeking a position that will change me and allow, or rather change me. Oh my gosh, that is so hilarious. Challenge me <laughs> and allow me to leverage my expertise to drive value and growth for the company. Okay, that's an example of what you don't want to do. Let me try that again. Just that sentence. Currently, I'm seeking a position that will challenge me and allow me to leverage my expertise to drive value and growth for the company. Would you be interested in learning more about my experience and how I can contribute to your organization? Okay, so did you spot some themes? Okay, the obvious one is, hi, my name is. So if you wanted to put down a, a formula, a recipe for putting your pitch together, it's definitely starting with, hi, my name is, and you fill in the blank. And I'm a and then fill in the blank. What are you? What have you done in the past? Okay. If you're thinking about a career pivot though, maybe you want to have a creative think, think, creative th thinking about changing. So I'm a certified public accountant, but if I wanted to get into the tech industry, for example, I would say, I would still say that I'm a certified public accountant with experience of databases and building email accounts or something along those lines that will give people an idea that you don't necessarily fit into a particular mold or box. Say, for example, you want to get into the online social media space. So I'm a certified public accountant with customer service skills. So say you want that as your foot in the door to 
helping certain organizations or certain personality types, shall we say, with their business and you've seen that they have an opening. Yeah, by all means, why not add in if you have experience, whether it be in the tech industry or as a certified public accountant, for example, but you have worked for a hotel, then you're bound to have customer service experience. For that matter, having said that, doesn't matter if you've worked for a hospitality industry or not. I truly believe that we all have customer service skills that we either need to develop or have fine-tuned. And when I say customer service, I'm talking about internal customers, i.e. people in other departments, or the outward-facing external customers that have come in off the virtual street. I say virtual because they can come anywhere these days, whether it be online or physically through a door. So I really do believe that we all have customer service skills. So it's something that you can have a play with and think about how you want to craft a pitch depending on the type of role you want to pivot and transition into. So that's given you some, some ideas. So let me recap. Hi, my name is, is the standard. That's the set for your template. And then I'm a blank. You can fill in the blanks of what you specifically are and you have done in the past. I'm skilled in, and then you can fill in the gaps there as well of what you actually are skilled in. Or as the tech industry example I gave, so you can use this one or the other, basically. I'm skilled in or I specialize in. Find out, you know, what feels more comfortable to you, what lights you up a little bit better, you know, specialized versus skilled. Makes no difference to me, but it might mean a big deal to you. So think about that kind of language that you want to put in there. But think also, so what do you specialize or what are you skilled in? What have you done in the past? and you're passionate about using your what? Or, yeah, I mean, both examples have given I'm passionate about. So do you like problem solving? Do you like attention to detail or analytical skills or project management and things like that? Currently, I'm looking for opportunities to is the next bit or I'm seeking a position that will blank. So I'm looking for opportunities that to blank. I'm looking for opportunities to blank or I'm seeking a position that will blank. Okay, you can fill in the gap of what kinds of things you're wanting to gear yourself towards. And last but not least of this lovely pitch is, would you be interested in learning more about my experience and how can I contribute to either your team or your organization? Again, you'll know who you're speaking to if you're at interview and you know that your manager is sat at the interview panel, then your team would be appropriate or if it's more of a general pitch, then your organization will be beautiful. All right, so one thing that I am mindful of is how could you weave in your achievements? Because we talked about that earlier. 
How do you mention or weave in your achievements? Well, you could say I'm certified or I am a qualified blank. So if you find that your certificates or your achievements are appropriate for the pitch that you're delivering to that audience, then by all means, mention it there. If it doesn't, then leave it out. Because ultimately when you are at interview, what this pitch will do, especially when they say, so tell me about yourself, and then you launch into this beautiful pitch that you've created, you know, you're going to create them a knockout pitch and really win them over. Your, your ultimate goal is to win them over so much that instead of saying, would you be interested in learning more about my experience and how I can contribute to your team? That sounds a bit canned, shall we say, you know, very scripted. And yes, it is a script that we're putting together, but equally you want it to flow quite naturally that, you know, you're just having a regular conversation with your BFF. But again, don't be too friendly, be very professional. So instead of saying, would you be interested? I would say something like, would you like me to share more about my experience of how I can contribute to the team is how I would word that last piece there of the pitch. Because again, you're in, you're inviting conversation. You're trying to engage them into, were you even paying attention to what I just told you about me and what I can do for the organization? And here's what I've done. I've answered your question. Now I'd like some, you know, bit of indirect feedback and the indirect feedback is would you like me to share more about my experience is an, a subtle invitation to get them to say something and also something positive like yes if they say no then again that might potentially be a red flag going off in your brain park it bear it in mind and move on, move on with the interview. Because when they say no, that to me would be a clear sign of a red flag in my brain, most definitely. Because if they're saying no, well, why are you saying no? I'm trying to be friendly and engaging and I'm exuding confidence. So why would you not want to know more about my experience or they might naturally say, you know, oh, you mentioned such and such. Can you tell me more about that? Which is excellent. Again, another green flag of, aha, I've got them. I've got them hooked. Now I can really go in to elaborate some more about my experience. But if they say no, to me, that's a red flag. Like, oh, you're not interested. It could very well be that they just don't have the time. And if so, they really should have said at the beginning of the interview, we have a hundred people to interview today and you've got X number of minutes, then fair enough. But if they're not sharing that kind of information with you and it just comes across as rude, then bear that in mind when you ultimately accept the offer. Like, hmm, do I really want to work for a company like this that couldn't be bothered to find out a bit more about me? It could transpire that 
later on the questions cropped up anyway that you could elaborate a bit more about your experience. It's just something to pay attention to, to be mindful of, but not get hung up on. Okay. Alrighty. So here we go. I am now going to give you a checklist and then we're going to call it a day. All right. So the checklist for developing your knockout elevator pitch. Number one, you want to start with a strong opening. Grab the listener's attention with a compelling opening that highlights your unique value proposition or message. And by the way, the strong opening is not, hi, my name is Peggy. I mean, oh, well, okay, yeah. But they know that. They hopefully know your name um, and who they have in front of them that they're interviewing. So that's a given. The, the strong opening is I am certified or I am a, and then what? That's the strong opening. You want to grab their attention. All right. It highlights your unique value propositions or message. You want to focus on the problem. Identify the problem you solve or the pain point you address for your audience. So for example, with regards to accounting, they might be thinking that one of the pain processes for them or pain points for the organization is they have no processes or procedures. And if they have heard that you are skilled in improving processes, that might be music to their ears. And they're thinking, let's get her in now, right? So focus on the problem and tailor your pitch that way. If you can discover who, not who, but what the problems are, you know, going through the job description will give you some clues, although it won't exactly spell it out, but you can kind of get a rough idea as to what might be their problem. And in which case, by all means, you know, weave that into your pitch and see how you get on. Also offer a solution, provide a clear, concise solution to the problem you've identified. Highlight your strengths, share your unique skills, expertise, and experience that make you the ideal candidate for the job. Be specific, use specific examples and metrics to demonstrate your value and show how you've delivered results in the past. Be proud of your specific metrics and examples that you have achieved. You know, you really want to shout them from the rooftop, but without, you know, getting too loud or in their ear or full on enthusiastic or anything like that. You do want to mention the specifics about what it is that you did with your achievements. You could end with a call to action. The call to action is the invitation. Would you like to hear more about my experience of how I can contribute to the organization? Then that is their green light to engage in conversation. Practice and refine. Here's that practicing again. Practice, practice, practice. And then fine tune, refine if you have to. Practice your pitch until it feels natural and effortless. Like you could just walk down the street and talk to anybody about your pitch and it just feels like you're asking for milk and two sugars with your coffee, right? Refine it based on feedback and experience. So the only way you're going to know is by practicing, but also asking and engaging for feedback 
And then ultimately it's just gaining the experience. First time around, you might think, oh, I wanna change that up a bit, but go for it. Definitely go for it. And then with experience, it will come time to refine and hone tune it. Keep it concise. Aim for a pitch that can be delivered in 30 seconds to two minutes. Remember, less is often more when it comes to elevator pitches, but not too less. You don't want it so quick and fast that all you can get in is your name and then would you like to hear more? Um, we need to pad it out a little bit, so work on that. And then finally, tailor your pitch. Customize your pitch to the specific audience and situation you're in. A one-size-fits-all approach is unlikely to be effective, and some people could spot that a mile away. So just work on tailoring your pitch to the audience and what you think their needs might be. All right, so just to recap again, an effective elevator pitch arouses people's curiosity and makes them want to learn more about you. Equip yourself with an introduction that will show employers why you would be a valuable asset to their team. Here's to your future career success. Until next time, my friend. Bye for now.